and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Hey. Uh, Marty, before we start recording, I just, I meant to ask you, um, mm-hmm. you were hovering over my bed last night. Uh, yeah. I like woke up. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, I was looking for a map to your parents' house. Because- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. Only just like, then I looked in the mirror this morning and there's these two, um, like marks in my neck and I've just been like feeling oh, weird all day. That's crazy. Um, Man, that's nuts. Uh, you said like you've uh, been having some some tiffs with uh, your neighbor dog, your dog neighbor uh, recently. You sure it wasn't from the dog uh, biting you by any chance? No, it wasn't from my dog neighbor. Um, your, your, your dog neighbor. Yeah, no, nah, it's I. I don't know. It's weird. It's just um. Oh, that's, yeah. That's very interesting. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm all of a sudden uh, having this weird. Come to me, Scott. I love man bites dog. Gentlemen, oh my gentlemen. Oh no, no. Let's do some improv. How about Guillermo del Tocan? Yeah. Well, how about del Tocan del Toro? Welcome to Spoof Scoops and Novelty. Nah, Talking ta- ta- del Toro is definitely what, the best one. Talking del, Talk del Toro is good. That's yeah, good. That's my new podcast. Uh, the podcast about dumb shit. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, did, did the doppel Marty, uh, did he flee? I haven't decided yet. He might come back. (laughs) Okay. He might come back. Okay. This week, Spooftober continues as we reach our third spooky, scary (laughs) spoof movie review as we review Cabin in the Woods. Can we just point out that Marty's <laughs> laughing at like Scott and I are not reacting. Scott's not on camera. I'm on camera. I'm sitting here like borderline he's frowning. Just, he's entered. Let him. Let him entertain himself over it's, there. It's insane to me how much you're getting a kick out. The more of he does shit like that, the less we got to deal with them. Here's the thing. I've been locked alone in my house with only one person to talk to for six months. Let me enjoy this, Kelly. Okay, have fun. Hey, you might say you got cabin fever. We're reviewing Cabin in the Woods, a 2011 horror spoof, specifically slasher horror films, uh, written and directed by Drew Goddard, co-written by Joss Whedon. This is a comedy about a group of teenagers who go to a cabin in the woods, but all may not be what it seems. Famously, this movie was shelved for a few years as there was a rights shifted between MGM and Lionsgate, as the film was originally produced in 2009 and wasn't released in theaters until 2012. Uh, It first appeared in a film festival in 2011, which is why it is called a 2011 picture. The film was positively reviewed and was a modest success. It was a big surprise because the rumors around this movie was that it wasn't very good and that's why it wasn't getting distribution. My suspicion, because this happened to coincide with uh, a certain actor in this movie being cast as a lead in a Marvel movie... Uh, my suspicion is that this movie kind of got the green light to get released due to the Chris Hemsworth casting choice. Kelly, you got to do more of the hand signals if you're going to do this. <laughs> I saw this movie in theaters when it was released and fucking hated it because of how smug it is. Will my opinion be different this time? Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on Kevin? In... The woods. It's like 
Planes, trains, and automobiles being with <laughs> Marty today. Being with Marty? I feel like I'm like stuck in a car with you, and I just want to get out. <laughs> I'm just bringing the energy this week, guys. I'm just trying to have a good time. You know, people like me. My wife likes me. This is, you sound I'm like. the real article. We're tied up right now. What you see right is what now. you get. <laughs> we're tied up. We're tied up right now, like in a line on our knees, and you're like pacing across, <laughs> like the line holding a big, like, Bowie knife. <laughs> I'm just trying to have fun. I'm a nice guy. Anyways, I like this movie up until the third act. That's the, that's my, the hot take. Okay. Kelly? This movie. It needs to. It's good, but it reveals way too much. Oh Spoon boy, does it feeds you? It's just like, dude. It's like, dang, this would have been so cool if you like left a little bit more to be desired. Yes, to quote Scott Carey. The rules. Why are the rules so explained in it's this It's like movie? if you watch horror movies, you kind of get it. You kind of just get it. Or if you Dude. don't watch horror movies, yes. but you just like read the plots on Wikipedia and like know the sort of horror movie stereotypes, like, yeah, it would work. And then they just like keep going and being like, oh, did you catch this? Did you? Hey, earlier, yes. I don't know if you got <laughs> yes. this yes. when we when we poured blood into a figurine that was like partying and drinking wine i don't know if you understood what we were doing there so like let me just explain it to you for the next 10 minutes of the third act when they get to the sigourney weaver big speech at the end of the movie they treat that like it's a big revelation speech <laughs> but she just rehashes information that's been driven home just at this so we're point. clear yeah it's that she should have said in conclusion at the beginning of that. <laughs> yes this movie is a fucking essay of a movie i hate i will say movie, if you if you movie. haven't seen this movie if you know nothing about it this is one of those ones where it's kind of like it's better to go in not knowing what you're expecting because that's what happened to me and that's yes, why I remember same. liking it was because I really didn't know why everyone was raving about it and it was a fun it's a fun flick it's like oh it's like a horror movie but it's it's so meta it's so this is like I think I remember like learning way too much about the word meta when this movie came out yeah <laughs> well you gotta think like 2012 that's a great time for the word meta oh man meta <laughs> peaked in 2012 uh i think i knew just that it was a twist on a slash like i knew it was like supposed to be kind of a parody thing uh when i first saw it i definitely had no idea that this was it was about um ritual sacrificing and uh hey what uh the audience of horror movies uh aren't they just like killing all these characters over and over again for no reason like i think in general this movie my big gripes with it number one it explains too much i actually really am confused why they reveal anything i i, I think i have a suspicion why they were should have so just much. been a black screen the whole time i think uh i I'm not saying like I didn't want hints at what that the bigger picture, but I think the movie just like ruins its own uh, kind of point and thesis by just like not. I, I think the movie needed to spend more time with our main characters up top and develop them as like interesting characters because the movie also makes it very clear that the ritual people are subverting these characters' personalities to fit these certain archetypes. I wanted, would have wanted to see what their personalities actually are like a little bit, rather than just be told that they're not like this normally. Uh, there's just so much exposition in this movie, and I think I just would have liked more character time. 
and uh, less time with Bradley Whitford and Rick- Richard Jenkins doing office hijink yeah. jokes. All that stuff was so bad. I just hated all I'm that okay stuff. I'm okay with like, it. it just... I don't think it's that bad, personally. It's just, it's like, it's it's like a breath of fresh air. Like, it keeps taking you in and out of, like, the horror movie atmosphere that it builds up. Sometimes the way it takes you out of it is a little, like, frustrating. Like, the whole, like, camera. Like, oh, they're all being monitored. It's, like, so on the nose. Which, like, I kind of get yeah. why they were doing that. There, the part where I get really turned off is if if you haven't seen the movie, you should go watch it. But basically, what happens is you got the there's two sort of plots happening at the same time, one and they're intertwined, but they don't know it until the end, really. But basically, a group of kids goes to a cabin in the woods, and it, they're just the classic like it, like a lot of horror movie tropes on their way to the cabin when they get to the cabin. And we find out that there's like basically a group of underground individuals that are behind these hijinks and behind the killings and forcing <laughs> these hijinks, forcing them to like make choices to determine how they're going to be killed. And then like ultimately yeah. it's there's they are technically sacrifices for the gods or Satan. they're doing like a Truman show horror yes. movie. Right. But. It's like streamlined. Like it's been, they make it seem like it's been a ritual for a long time, but they've built upon it. And now it's like modernized. And now there's the office hijinks that Marty was talking about, which I don't like. I'm not like totally for, but I'm also like, it's kind of fun. Like at least they had fun with those moments. But what takes me out is when they basically the two, what were the actors' names again? The office characters. Bradley Whitford and Richard yeah, Jenkins. Yeah, Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute, they're like chilling and they're coordinating <laughs> all of this in the background. And they, uh, at one point, they were like upset that all of the group of people wanted to stick together because it's the smart thing to do. And he's like, don't worry, I'll take care of this. And he just like turns on like this gas that makes them makes the like jock guy yeah, go. Yeah, it's splitting up gas. Yeah, well, it's that's the thing is like... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. That part is like where I get turned off like a bunch. I'm just like, I mean, you can't explain the rules to this mechanic. Like, yes, right. You're going so out of your way to explain the rules to everything else that's happening. This is the one thing you're not going to. And also, why is that not played for a laugh yeah. there? I think this movie tonally, it's just not funny enough. Like it's uh Shaun of the Dead is a great example of like a dark comedy where you can do a spoof and have the jokes be really funny, but also it doesn't lose the realism that is going on. And this movie is like not funny at all. It's like just legit, just not funny the whole time. Like I don't think this movie. It's because the all. cast is really unfunny. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it. I think it's a pretty miscast. Ca- I, I honestly, I think uh, the stoner guy does like a like B plus job at or, or any especially because he has like the most to work with and then liver, right. literally everybody else is just like white bread fucking bland well the stoner guy is also like just kind of off the charts like off the walls like he does he's not very consistent i guess is what i'm trying to say like yeah. part of him is like conspiracy theorist and another part of him is like knows too much for his own good and it just like kind of doesn't blend well to me like it's even like a char- as a character trait, it's like not believable. Which is like, it's it's like a, it's like I said, it's a fun movie, but it's not. 
as relatable as like Shaun of the Dead was. I feel like Shaun of the Dead was way more relatable in the sense that the characters are way more down to earth, not exaggerations really as much of exaggerations, but yeah. And, and like, I didn't mind them being exaggerations. It's just like, they just didn't do enough funny stuff with that. And not that it's, this needed to be like Abbott and Costello level of comedy. Right. right? But I, I, like, I, yeah, the peak of comedy. Yeah. The situation is funny though. Like it is like, there's room for jokes here. They would be really dark jokes, but like, what else are we doing here? I just don't get why we needed to be preached to for two hours about how bad horror movies, how much Joss Whedon hated the horror movies coming out at this time, which he is on record saying that's why they made this movie. So like, I don't he, know. Yeah. Anything that's made out of spite is automatically going to be great. <laughs> He's also not wrong. I feel like, no, I'm not saying he is. I think this movie, I also don't think this movie is a terrible idea. I think it's a uh, bad execution of it. Like, I think the idea of doing the ritual sacrifice thing with the slasher movie twist, I think actually could have been a really good movie. I just think there's a couple really big missteps that make it really like, a grading movie. To yeah. Watch. Like they, um, they might've had like a first draft. I'm not saying that first draft was good, but a first draft where they had like a big twist ending that ended with the Weaver speech and it was good and like sort of revealing. And in this one, it was like, yeah, we fucking know, dude, get off the screen. Like, I guess like at this, you're just kind of watching, I guess, to see what happens, but you already know how and why they're there. And it's right. Just. And then what finally does end up happening is just like a big middle finger to the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, especially with the actual reveal of, like, the creature coming back to, like, the ancient one coming back to, like, the earth. And it's just, like, a big, it's such a, like, literal, like, interpretation. Yeah. And it's just like, like, you could have been building up to so much of this up for interpretation. And then they just didn't. So. Or end on a cliffhanger more. Like, do we even know? Because that was what I was, what I kind of wanted was like, um, because the character's choice at the end of the movie is like, there's no stakes to it at all. The main girl not killing the stoner guy at the end of the movie, there's no weight to it because like, she's obviously doing the wrong thing by not just immediately killing him. Uh, because we're shown so thoroughly that this is a real situation and that there are real stakes and consequences to her actions. So there's no reason for her not to do the right thing in that sense. Uh, and she hesitates. It's just like dumb. It's like, I like, there should be some doubt as to whether what's going on is like actually going toward the thing it's headed towards. I don't know. I, okay. I, I, here. I, I just thought of a good ending for it. Here's a good alternative ending. Uh, it seems like the, she's going to have to like kill the guy or, or whatever to like, you know, finish the, um, the, uh, sacrifice and then right before she does all of a sudden like the floor like stops rumbling and then Sigourney Weaver like realizes that like the gods have been appeased and then the camera like pulls out and you see like all the monsters like escaping from the fucking complex and it's like the idea is like the gods are appeased because these like horrors are gonna go out and like now they're like real in the world and are gonna like spill the blood of everybody not just these like teen sacrifices that's scott not that we need to rewrite these bad movies every time we do them but that nailed it i I think that's a great ending can i tell you one more thing just while i got the mic here i i was gonna tell you this uh off mic when i remembered it but i figure hey now's as good a time as any since we're talking about bradley whitford uh the other night i was falling asleep and then i just started uh laughing in bed because i couldn't stop thinking of bradley whitford saying you to man 
That's it. <laughs> it just, I don't know, not even like in anything. It just seems like in whatever role he's in, he's like two seconds away from saying that all the time. <laughs> and like the weird thing is like, I think he's fine in this. I think like all of the stuff they, it's just like, I don't know. It's just a disconnect for me, I guess. Yeah. But you, you said you liked the movie up to a point, Scott, so I'm curious. Like, Oh, you know, it's more just like, again, you kind of already said it. Like, I like it as a concept and like, yeah, that's the thing. And I especially like to the one part where it like did sort of give everything away and I liked it was I just like the scene where you like get to see all the um, monsters. Because when I like saw the chart and you of, of like all the possible yeah. monsters they could send at them and like everybody's disappointed because like the more like interesting ones didn't get picked the fact that you get like a little bit of payoff and like get to see them at the end um yeah, i enjoyed right. yes uh or like just like the implied like when it did feel like it like wasn't like um over explaining or like suggesting at like a larger world where there are are all these like oh what would it look like you know if the merman was the villain what would that be like or like if it was this thing on the chart what would that be like and then again so it's like i don't know i'm glad that you got to see a lot of the monsters but i also wish again like it didn't feel like you got to see all of them and now the also everybody is dead and the world exploded the end like what the fuck like yeah the elevator sequence is the most fun moments in the movie i think i did have a my big gripe with that actually I, why is this not like a Roger Rabbit type thing? Why are we not, uh, why did they, I I get why they couldn't have done this, but, um, I would have loved it if it was all actually the horror movie characters and not these like fake ripoff characters. Like, not that I agree. Those are all like spread out among so many different big parent companies. For sure. And part of it too is also, they're like so tonally different that like, um, you know what I mean? Like if we saw sure. like Jason yeah. and he's just standing like the, obviously they had like the fake um, fucking uh, pinhead. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They had a fake Hellraiser guy. Pennywise. Yeah. But it, but then if like also Freddy was there and it's just like, hey, bitch, like that would uh, like sort of it's just like tonally like too off. Yeah, to work, I kind of feel that. Yeah, I think you're right. Because they even did right. like a mermaid and the mermaid was like very dark and gritty. And like fucked up. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I've actually been convinced. Yeah, I think it's a fun. I, if concept. Chucky was in one of those things, yeah, yeah, it would be funny to see like a scene where like Chucky and Freddy are like yelling at like the guards of the complex. That would be a great right. scene. I think that's like a wackier. I think you guys are right. I think that would be like for a more of a comedy wacky movie. Whereas this movie is definitely much more serious, which yeah. is so funny to think. And that, that's where I think they went wrong. I think this movie should be like wackier. So, and that, so, I also like, think, but uh, again, watching it the first time and we should have put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. Cause I do actually think like watching this movie, like Kelly said, not knowing anything going into it, seeing it like unfold is, um, I think like a fun yeah, experience. Yeah, I did the disclaimer. I I I probably say that more often than I should. Where it's like, hey, if you haven't seen this movie, throw the podcast in the garbage. Yeah, that's the thing. You're the we boy already put who gasoline cried. on it. But <laughs> you're the boy who cried. Spoiler a little bit. <laughs> no, it's but in in this case, I do really think like if you don't know anything about this movie, that's like the most fun way to watch. This is one of those movies yeah. where it's like, if you don't know anything about it, it's pretty fun to watch. Like first time through, you kind of think it's going to be like really typical. You think it's really bad at the beginning and it's not great. And it's like, like I said, it's super spoon fed. The second time I watched this, like, Holy 
it's just like dang i remember it being a lot more creative than it actually is yeah that's yeah that's the um, thing is it doesn't hold up on rewatch i don't think it's yeah like, the even reviews, though i hated it the first time but the reviews on google are very polarized it's a lot really? of fives and a lot of ones and that's it's like 3.1 on the nose uh <laughs> and some of the reviews are just like i don't think a lot of the ones didn't get it like i think they were expecting a shitty slasher how do you not get it <laughs> I just, that's, that's what i'm wild saying it's me. wild <laughs> this is uh or maybe they get it but it's just like they felt like ripped off like this isn't what i signed which up for i think it's fair i think that's a fair feeling let me read a couple of my faves uh blaze savage wrote i hated this movie it was sad when the kurt's girlfriend died i was crying this is literally the worst movie i've ever seen everybody <laughs> died in there and now i'm going to have bad thoughts because I'm afraid God might be mean to me and make my wife cheat on movie because of the movie I watched yesterday. This movie, I'm afraid that my wife will die. I give this a 0 out of 10 because everybody died and they were just teenagers. This movie was bad. That's I mean, that, three people found that helpful. That, <laughs> that person That's might a have a, if that Jeez, oh, I've... Hope they don't see any other horror movie if they had this reaction. Well, it's, yeah, it's. I don't it's know. Like, what, I don't want to know what their wife's gonna do if they see another horror movie. You know what's another recent movie that I think has a similar like? A it was really polarizing. B you have to go in not knowing anything is Mother, and I think Mother has a similar thing where I actually don't think the movie works, but I think it is like thrilling to watch because it's so fucking bananas the whole time and then once you like get to the end of that you're like eh that wasn't really that satisfying because it's just like the bible but his mother mother's not the one where they like adopt a girl and the girl ends up being like an old person you're thinking of orphan orphan (laughs) yes here's my here's the last review this one also negative a highly disappointing movie each and every scene was predictable like other horror movies yeah, it was good movie to waste time like we did here. The best part was that the acting was good. Weed <laughs> rocks. <laughs> oh, the 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 like the big uh twist of this movie is that the weed guy character has a specific strain that is blocking That's pheromones. So dumb, that dude. is the worst. Just it let him succeed. To- it leads to nothing. It also leads to nothing. It they just, just they- complicates it. Cause I didn't catch that oh, the first useless. time I watched and I didn't care. And then they like explained it the second time I watched, and I'm like, why is like it has nothing to do with anything? I don't, it doesn't even have to do with why he gets ass- away. I can assume that the weed guy was like he just he just smoked a lot right. or something. Like, or like he, he gets away from the bad guy off screen anyway. What the fuck are we doing explaining yeah. that he because he was like slightly high from That's this like special it's so classic dumb. horror movie is someone that you think is dead gets away somehow and then right. it's not explained. That's fine. That's yeah. fine to do that. Yeah. No, they I I didn't understand that that why that was in the movie and why it had to be driven home so many times. Like they literally keep bringing it up. Like everything in this movie is mentioned, you know, rule of threes. This movie is a is a classic Abbott and Costello. It's a rule of sixes. They just keep bringing everything back and up. And they also were talking like they they do the other countries thing. And that's yes. something that like they don't I mean, they don't have to explain it, but it's like that's something that I kind of want you to explain why you're doing one for each country. Like I the Japanese one, I legit would have rather watched that movie. Yeah, me too. If we I love watching the, Jap- the Japanese horror. It's, it's 
frightening. I actually didn't. Well, no, I didn't understand how the Japanese one was going to work because they didn't kill anybody in the Japanese one. And they were right. just like in that classroom the whole time. Like they if just the ghost a seance. If the ghosts, if the ghost couldn't kill people when they're all locked in just like the same like single classroom with it, I don't know what the hell it's expecting to do. You know, that's what I'm saying. I think that I was like, what was supposed to happen there? <laughs> I actually just don't understand. This movie makes no sense. As a movie. This movie very bad. Make me f- scared my wife cheat on me. Make me scared my wife die. <laughs> my wife cheat on that's, movie? That's my review. <laughs> um, I gave the movie a 3 out of 10. This movie does make me mad, but I appreciate that it's trying something new with a genre. And it's a pretty unique kind of movie. And it's a really, it is really specific. This is like kind of the only movie I can think of that's like this. Um, but I do find the movie really arrogant and painful to watch because it's very preachy, I think. Uh, three out of ten is a spoof as well. I don't think it really spoofs the genre well. It's kind of just a horror movie with characters constantly saying, don't you think what's going on here is wrong? Uh, yeah, the premise just isn't good enough here. Like, I think, like, yeah. to compare to Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead works because the premise is such a good idea that it doesn't need to be more of a spoof than that. This movie, it's like... It's just like reading an essay titled Slasher Movie Tropes, where it just completes, but it just does those things without any, like, real criticism beyond just, like, movie bad, movies are bad, you should hate movies. It's like, I just think it's a little lazy, in my opinion. I, I give it an 8 out of 10 as a spoof. I'm going to start with my spoof. I think it's it's got a lot going for it as far as making fun of horror movies. Yeah, the cliches. It's like... But that's the thing about horror movies is like sometimes you watch them because you want to see repeated cliches. Like sometimes you're just looking for that stuff. It's like an homage to that, uh, to to the to the fans. It's for the fans. Uh, and this one, it's it gets a six out of ten as a movie. I think there's a lot worse movies out there. Uh, I don't think I think it's it it leaves a lot to be desired, for sure. I think it is. Uh, very much a spoon feeding you movie, and for me that was fine the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it, it was very obnoxious. I like like knowing exactly what's going on on a watch through of this is unbelievably frustrating. It's like you feel like I felt like I was watching it in a booster seat. Like it was very yeah, it's an interesting viewing experience, but not yeah. preferable. I do agree with that. It is like weird to watch the movie knowing like because of how twisty it is. Yeah. Yeah. 3.1 out of 10 as a movie. 3.1 out of 10 as a spoof. <laughs> is that because of Google? Google is 3.1 out of 5. I won't. No, I it's, would rather it's not. Slightly say. higher than mine. <laughs> okay, fine. Oh, uh, I miss Doppel Marty. I wish Doppel Marty was back. I don't. Hold hey, Scott, on. Show Wait, me, I st- give me a- I'm looking out the window right now, and this cloud is parting in front of the full moon. <laughs> uh, this movie was, uh, they explained too much, and I didn't really like it. It was arrogant. I, I thought I was being talked down to by this film. What's your rating? Uh, three out of ten. Is a spoon. <laughs> and, uh, hold on, let me extend my finger, my pointer finger, up towards the sky. Uh, three <laughs> out of ten. Uh, that was worth coming back to that. Um, <laughs> hey, Kelly. Yeah. Do you have a novelty song for us this week? Boy, do I. Boys, it is our 57th episode. It is the <laughs> middle 
of the 57th episode. And as is podcast tradition, we shall be doing the 57th inning stretch and listening to a very American classic, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite novelty song. Are you going to send us the link? I mean... <laughs> I've never heard this. Hold on, let me I'll, I'll let me press play on the YouTube video. Click. Okay, good. He sent us the tuba version. <laughs> Holy shit, like all the versions have like 80s karaoke text. <laughs> It's an ob- it's a bassoon now. <laughs> this is, they're all like at the end. chimes oh, about- <laughs> Do people actually sing this at baseball games? Oh, absolutely. Oh my god, what a bunch of little I don't remember. Dude, I only need what a like bunch two of little drops of babies. PBR in oh my, my god. Oh no! Wait, yeah, no, they definitely do this at like Brewers games. Everybody should oh, have to put their thumb in it's their It's like mouth tradition at every uh, baseball game between the seven in the in the middle of yeah. the seventh inning of the fifty seventh episode of your podcast. <laughs> I think it's yes. weird that they're singing a song where they're demanding to be taken to a place they're literally <laughs> at. You can't go any further. You're already yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a great tradition. Fuck you guys if you don't enjoy it. It's it's just for fun. And it's so demand who who is it singing to that they're just like, hey, buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. Take me out to the ball yeah. game. A please wouldn't fucking kill ya. Curious <laughs> about the actual history behind it. It's available on Deezer, everyone's favorite streaming service. It's a nineteen oh eight Tin Pan Alley song by Jack Norworth and Albert von Tilzer. Which has become the official anthem of the North American Baseball League Association. League Association. Uh, neither of the authors had attended a game prior to writing this song. <laughs> wow. Wow. They're just imagining really what it would funny. be like. The hell, I bet they got peanuts. The second oh, no, verse is like, Crackages. I live inside a trash can. I am writing a song. <laughs> If I get enough money, I'll actually go to a game. Until then, I eat banana peels for dinner. I live in the shadow of a stadium where baseball is played. (laughs) And it's one, two, three peanut shells I lick for dinner at the outside of the old ball game. Speaking of vamp cast, how about that Dracula in uh, Abbott and Costello last week? <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god. god. He sure was scary. Mm-hmm. Dracula, I drink blood. Hey, that was pretty good. That was like the best impression yeah. I've seen you do. No shit. Oh, wow. I'm, well, what? you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take <laughs> Why it. Why are you being offended? Well, I, oh, let me do my Columbo. <laughs> oh, I forgot my pen. Oh, I thought you were doing... Um, oh, shit. I, I thought that was... Like Johnny Carson. Oh, it's, no, Johnny Carson. Uh, weird, <laughs> wild stuff. 
Uh, oh, that's pretty good. Where, uh, okay, do Corey. Reagan. I was kind of Reagan-y, too. <laughs> well, well. Oh, that's uh, pre- oh my God. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's bad. just Kermit. Okay, just doing- now, now that you're on a hot streak, do Kermit. Okay, Kermit. Oh, Miss Piggy. Oh, oh it's no. me, Kermit. No, stop. <laughs> he'll never have it. He'll never- it's not in the repertoire. It really it's isn't. not. It's really but talk not. talk show no hosts and presidents. You got. I can do those. Yeah, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! Wow, that was spot on. Wow. One percent. One percent. Oh, don't rub it in. I said presidents. <laughs> should be. Should be presidents. Uh. Should be presidents. Here, I'll do a John Kerry to even things out a little bit. Yeah. I am. I am a normal man. Now do. Uh, <laughs> do Howard Dean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's fucking so hacky of me. <laughs> Wait, Kelly's got a little. He legit. He yeah, didn't. Been he didn't... waiting. It's oh been. I, thought, I wasn't. Sh- I wasn't sure you were ready or not. Thank you for opening for me with your impressions act. I also don't know. This was. I think this is too much effort because you're not going to be able to hear the music. I don't think. Kelly, send me the link and I'll I'll include it in the movie. You can put it in, in the post podcast, in for the, the music. Uh, all right, let's do it. Let's let it rip. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. Take me out of this podcast. Take me off of this mic. Reviewing these movies is killing me. How is this part of my identity? So it spoofs and goofs on my TV. White male writers give me pain (laughs) If my wife walks in while I'm watching I feel ashamed (laughs) Yeah, watch spoof (laughs) (laughs) There you go There you go. That was great. That's it. The buildup was perfect. The buildup was yeah. no. <laughs> I, it felt like it felt like when like the your friends' kids have to like put on a show for you. <laughs> so true. So it felt for me too. It sucked. I hated wait, wait, it. It's so not ready. Much. It's not ready. Well, hold on. We're not ready. Yet. We're coming back. Okay. <laughs> oh no. The show will start in four so minutes. Accurate. That was great. First time I've done a song this month where I really did not talk about the song at all. <laughs> you told it's from Tin Pan Alley. We discussed yeah, the lyrics. Yeah, we talked about it a little yeah, bit. You gave us some facts. Go to a baseball game. I miss baseball games. Um, yeah, yeah, Kelly, don't tell people to go to baseball games. Eh? Oh, yeah, I forgot to bring up the fact that I'm doing it not because it's the 57th inning stretch, but because the World Series is happening this week. So. Oh, I don't know dying. who's playing. If it's if the Astros are in it, cheer against them. Otherwise, cheer for whoever you want. Have a good the time. The New York Yankees. Have some peanuts. Have some cracky jacks. Yeah. Take your toy. Give it to your wife. Yeah. Cool. Consider whether it's important to you to get back. <laughs> Decide it's not. <laughs> Root, toot, and toot. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Only for the home team, if you're ever from yeah, out of towner, eat of shit and die. If they don't win, oh my god! Yeah, what a shame. Yeah, because why? Tell me why. But do it in a metaphorical sort of like loosey goosey <laughs> kind of way. <laughs> well, you know why it's a shame. It's because it's it's one, two, three, 
strikes you're out oh i kept you on the edge of your seat that what is it the young no 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 the old ball game yeah now i feel like i'm the kid and that's how this whole show is we're all kids yeah but instead of prepping it we just go yeah we're ready we're ready dad Mm. <laughs> ready dad it's true that's like me last episode with that uh you're on your second blue I, was moon. I mean ready. i did spend a good 10 minutes writing my my good seventh 57 podcast episode stretch i saw you were so ready for that rhyming challenge last episode <laughs> this is why i don't remember a lot from abin and constello Consuego. <laughs> i can't remember their names oh my god Marty, can you end my misery again? Do you have a novelty product? It's not ready yet. That's not ready. Yet. I. It's, <laughs> it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. Give me a second. <laughs> this week's novelty product is a wall ornament of a cartoon popcorn emulating the famous "Let's all go to the lobby" pre. Movie commercial ad. Wow, such a glow up the movie poster has had. <laughs> this week's product also constitutes a novelty song as Let's All Go to the Lobby was okay. a 1957. Fuck off. Bro. Yeah, this is kind of rude. <laughs> I'm, I'm stepping on Kelly's feet oh this my week. God. His dirty little, little feet. I'm going to step on them. Um, <laughs> this is a 1957 animated advertisement consisting of six shots, most memorably depicting four animated food items. From left to right, they were the candy bar, popcorn, candy, and soft drink. They were all singing, let's all go to the lobby, in the same tune as the bear went over the mountain, for he's a jolly good fellow, stuff like that. Uh, This was the most famous concession stand advertisement ever. It's been riffed on, redone, and it even found its way into preservation at the National Film Registry at the Library of Congress. So the novelty product is a little, little uh, kind of metallic wall ornament that I have of uh, depicting the popcorn. I actually have a popcorn, hot dog, and soda. The soda is uh, nailed to the wall right now, so I chose the popcorn. This week's quiz, and we are doing a quiz, gentlemen. We're going to test your knowledge slash Teach our audience a little bit about what you might find in your theater's concession stand. So question number one. And we're going to go whoever gets closest on this first question. What year was popcorn invented? Kelly. Kelly. Who cares? <laughs> Fucking loser. Whoa. I'm going to say ding, ding, ding. Uh, 2500 BC. Ooh. <laughs> You know what? It was 3600 BC. Scott's going to get it because fuck you, Kelly. Scott gets it. 3600 BC was the first remnants of popcorn were discovered. Uh, Question number two. In 2014, the original Sour Patch Kids bagged candy. The original just classic Sour Patch Kids. They added a new flavor, a blue colored berry flavor. Before that, though, what were the other flavors in the bag? There were Four flavors, and we can go one at a time. <laughs> Kelly just rolled his eyes again. <laughs> no, I was thinking. He's thinking. He's thinking. That was Lem- his thinking face. Is this a Sour Patch Kids? Yes, original bag. Lemon. Kelly gets the first one. There was lemon. Lime. Scott gets the second one. Orange. Kelly gets the third one. 
Now, okay, if I say a color, does that color is color is acceptable? This is bullshit. It's green then. Green. Oh Oh, wait, I already said lime. Shit. Fuck. Red. 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 It's red. It's red. I have to take your first answer. All right. All right. Kelly gets it. Kelly gets three points on that one. Hey, but I get one right. Is it cherry? It was cherry. Yes, or red berry was what it was listed as. Also. Uh, I don't know why it was two different kinds of flavors. But well, back then, they didn't are know sort of red berries, berries if you think about it. They called them red berries. <laughs> three to two, Kelly leads. Number three, how many flavors are there in Mr. Pib? Do you want me to ring in? Five. <laughs> yeah, ring in. Whoever wants to answer. I just, hey, Kelly. <sighs> Scott my, said five. My butt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Marty. <laughs> Oh, Scott that. gets it. It was it's twenty three. Holy What's shit! What's fun about that is, is it's it the same as Doctor Pepper. Doctor Pepper. <laughs> Question number four: Cotton candy is a favorite treat for the American crowd, but what is it referred to as in other countries? Ooh, uh, Scott. Do ding, I have blood or do I? <laughs> do something, I guess something something reference? It's cloud, like cloud something. Scott, sponge sugar. Ooh, I mean, that is what it is technically, but what it is referred to as is candy floss or fairy candy floss. Candy floss. Yeah. Candy floss is no, what no. it's called in England. All right. <clears throat> Break off, loser. We're tied. <laughs> we're tied three to three going into the final question. And for this one, it's a multi- multiple part. And we're going to go one at a time for each one. So there's five. Well, no, we're just going to go whoever wants to guess first. There's five uh, uh, things here. I have a list of Ben and Jerry's flavors for each question. I'm going to give you, I think we've done this before on the podcast actually, but I don't think I've done that. I think Scott did the last time. <laughs> for each question, I'm going to give you one real flavor and one fake flavor. And you're going to tell me which one the real one is. So whoever wants to ring in first can do it for their Italian sweet treat. And this is a brand new flavor, by the way, is the real flavor, the Irish mint man or simply cannoli. Ring, 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 cannoli. Scott? Take the cannoli. Scott is correct. It is cannoli is the correct one. Number two, is the real flavor cinnamon buns or Cinnabon Delight? Ah. Oh. Scott, you want to guess at this one? Nah, Kelly, I'm going to let you walk into this trap. <laughs> I would guess cinnamon buns, but I think it's okay. wrong. Kelly is correct. It is cinnamon buns. We okay, are still man. tied up. Cinnamon buns is the correct real one. Third is the real flavor pumpkin cheesecake or pumpkin spice latte. Uh, I'm going to say cheesecake, Marty. I'm going to say cheesecake. Scott gets it. It is pumpkin cheesecake is the real is the real flavor. Number four is the real flavor red, white and blueberry or banana fudge. Red, white, and blueberry. Final answer. Ring me in, Regis. <laughs> Kelly gets it. We are tied up going into the last one. And finally, uh, is the real flavor comedians in pints eating ice cream? <laughs> or the second or... one. Scott, buzz yeah. in the second one. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that is a coffee-flavored ice cream. Oh, I just got really lightheaded for some reason. Yeah, because I answered with blazing speed. <laughs> oh. Fuck. Uh, or triple caramel chunk. 
That was the real one. Triple Marty Jones. wrote the comedians and pints line and then thought it was so funny. He almost made himself pass out. I forgot. I forgot. That was the last one. I almost made myself fucking faint because I thought comedians and pints eating ice cream was so but you funny. almost wilted like a oh, Southern bell. Oh I almost Ooh. died because by the way, I'm in like a, like a throne here. I've got my chair up on a platform. If I faint, I will fucking fall back and die. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Nah, I think it. you'd like flump over like the steward of Gondor, just like, a, like a, the, or just like the, <laughs> the, yeah, the king on his throne. <sighs> Oh, fuck. Scott wins the quiz uh, on concession stand foods. Quiz king, baby. You come for the king, you better not miss. Yeah, I didn't really try too hard for a couple Yeah, Kelly, questions. you fucking just said, like, fuck you to me, basically. I said my butt for one, and I said, who cares for another one? Mm. And I put Kelly's on my kind of the chair backwards. He's like the quiz anti-hero. Yes, sir. He he wants. He just comes in with cat. You know what he's like, Scott? He's like that Joker character from Gotham City. I'm the bad Cousin. boy. I'm the bad boy of Spoo Scoops and novelty songs. <laughs> You're the bad boy. Yeah, I'm the bad boy of Spoo Scoops. What can I say? And I'm like the angry manager. <laughs> yeah. Do your work. And Marty's the Karen. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Fuck you, Kelly. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks. We, really we really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, who cares? I'm going to go blow bubblegums. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Marty's the Karen Kelly. Marty's the Karen leaning in the car window. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Teach. Sorry, I didn't bring enough to share with everyone. Sorry. Next week, we're reviewing... Uh, sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> again, we're doing, we're doing it again. It again. <laughs> it's about fucking time. 